can't see what God is doing. They stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they're most blessed. When we understand vision, where there's no vision, people perish, we struggle. We're trying to find a central point. So I thought I'd give you a little quiz to see whether you've been listening over the last few weeks. Does anybody want to know what our, our first, want to have a guess what the vision statement is? There's a little clue. Uh, just to the, you've got to fill in the gap. Anyone want to shout out? Absolutely, isn't it? That's good, isn't it? You know, um, the tech team advised me after I put this up going, F God, F Jesus, not the best word. So I do apologize if that has caused any offense. It wasn't intended. It was purely my naivety as a minister, which I'm sure comforts you uh, rather than worries you, things like that. So we're all about finding God, uh, following Jesus as well. And with these four statements that we walk you through to help you to understand what that is. And um, so who wants to finish that statement? Lost people? Save. Fantastic. We do want to see lost people saved. Just to give you an illustration of that, this is Simon uh, here. Uh, you know, um, Simon is a lost person saved. Is that right? I'm not lost anymore, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> he is found. So Simon, by the way, um, back in his day, used to be a graffiti artist on the street of London, tagging and doing all sorts of things that he shouldn't have been doing until Jesus found him. And now what he does, he t- he's an incredible artist, by the way. He started a t-shirt company of design, what he's wearing is one of his designs on graffiti because I want to tell you what God does he redeems your skill set into serving the kingdom of heaven for a higher purpose that's what God does uh, and we want to evidence that so the next time is we want to see safe people free we do want to see safe people free but that's not the word you don't get points for that Past it, isn't it? Fantastic. So uh, Rob got up and shared a real great story the other day uh, about how, how he was growing through his challenges. You know, it doesn't, doesn't matter when just Jesus saves you. He takes you on a journey of freedom, you know, and we're really uh, going through that. Anyone want to stab up? Pastor people? Servant? No? Disciple. Great, isn't it? Pastor people discipled. And finally, disciple people Sent. Once you've grown into what Jesus wants you to be, we're going to send you out into both your world, your family, your friends to make a difference. And so we're going through that. There's four statements in that. If you go to the next slide that goes through our adventure, our mission statement, we want to transform the world by helping people to know God. If you're here for the first time, I just, I've got one agenda. I want you to know God. I want you to experience him. You know? And then once we experience God, we find there's freedom in Jesus. You know, Pastoring people is about leading people to freedom. Rachel did that great analogy. How we as a community are here to help each other find freedom and to do that. Which brings us to this week. Discover your purpose. And so we've elected Gareth to lead our honours to help you discover your purpose. Gareth, thank you. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, good morning, church. Um, So those are our four vision statements, and we're making no apologies about kind of repeating those. We want it to be part of your language. We want it to be part of our language. We want people to come in and encounter God. We want to create services and programs that that lost people love to come to. We want to create services that that saved people love to come to. We want to see people come to know God, and through knowing God, they're led to a place where they find freedom. And, And through that freedom, they discover their purpose. And when they know why they're here, when they know what they're called to do, they go out and make a difference. That is our mission. That's, we want to see these lost people saved. We want to see these saved people pastored, pastored people discipled, discipled people sent. Um, and my title this week is, is very simple, that we are destined for purpose. Um, we're talking about discovering our purpose. And if, you know, if, if you're anything like me, and this regularly comes, comes to me, sometimes we question our purpose. Sometimes we question our significance. Sometimes we question whether we fit. 
Um, and, and you don't have you don't have to look far or, or, or read much to see you know there's rising rates in this country of suicide, anxiety, depression, um, gender confusion, sexuality confusion. Um, people who haven't found their fit, people who haven't found their place, and people make make life choices to try and fit somewhere. They change jobs, they change cities. Um, you know, university students, you'll move to a city because you think it's the city and the uni and the place where you'll you'll fit. Uh, I remember 14 years ago, I, I moved here and I, I set foot in Exeter and I got off the train station at Exeter St. David's and within about 20 minutes, I knew this was it. I knew this was my fit and I knew this is where God has called me. Um, but it's easy for us sometimes to just lose that purpose a little bit. It's easy for us to lose that, that sense of, of our fit. And, and we ask ourselves, when, when things happen, that the, you know, things don't go well or things don't happen in our lives we wanted to, or even when things happen in our lives that we didn't want them to, we, we, we kind of ask, what, what's this about? Why, why am I here? And sometimes it's a puddle and it's a mystery. And Colossians 1 says this, that there's a divine mystery a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations, but now it's been revealed, unfolded and manifested for every believer to experience. Living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. The mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people. And God wants everyone to know it. Christ is our message. We preach to awaken hearts and bring every person to the full understanding of truth. We preach to awaken hearts. We preach so people know God. And, and we bring them into that full understanding of truth that they find freedom. And, and life is a mystery. Life is, is a puzzle. But please don't ever think that you don't have a part to play. Because I, I, I strongly believe that when you play your part in the mystery of God, life gets revealed. Life gets unfolded. The, the, the plan of God becomes manifested for every believer to experience. And this morning, it, it's my goal that the, some of you would begin that journey to discovering your purpose, your part, your fit. Um, Naomi loves jigsaws. Um, and, and it's one of her favorite things to do. On, on a lazy Saturday, me and Naomi will get all her jigsaws out, and she has many. Um, and we'll, we'll put them all over the carpet, and we'll just do her jigsaws. Um, now... I don't know about you, but I feel really pleased when I finish a jigsaw. Um, I don't know, I've, have you ever seen these timed jigsaws? And I did one a couple of, a couple of weeks ago, and, and I kind of set my watch, and I started it, and I was, I was sweating, my heart was pumping, the pressure was on, and I did this jigsaw in an hour and a half. And I was, I was ecstatic, because the box said two to three years. <laughs> I am, of course, joking. It, it said four to five. Um, but me and Amy were doing this jigsaw on Sunday. This is the jigsaw that we did on Sunday. Sunday just gone. I took a photo of it because this is what happened when we got to the end. There was a bit missing. And she's got this big box of Mr. Men jigsaws. There must be about 15 jigsaws in this one box. So what happened in my OCD brain, we had to do every jigsaw to find that missing piece. Um, and, and I came to realize, as we were doing this, I came to realize that, that, that me and, and you, we are a piece. We're a piece of a puzzle. We're, we're, a, we're a piece that is needed. We're a piece that is, that is necessary to complete the picture. See, every piece in this box is needed to complete the picture the designer had in mind. Every piece is necessary. God doesn't do spare pieces. 
God doesn't do spare parts. And, and you are a piece in God's puzzle. You have a part to play. You know, one of the biggest lies the devil will tell you is you're not needed. One of the biggest lies the devil will tell you is that you're not necessary. You don't fit. You're not wanted. You don't bring anything. And even what you bring is meaningless. And, you know, you never want to be the last person on the playground when the football teams have been chosen and you're stood there. And when they choose you, um, they send you far, far over there, the furthest place the ball would ever go. And it's, it's a lie the devil tells us that we are insignificant. But the thing with the jigsaw is that not one piece isn't necessary. Every single piece, as insignificant or as oddly shaped as it looks, it's got a huge part to play. And I want us this morning to come to a new understanding that our peace matters. Um, you know, how many people know how annoying it is when a piece is missing? How frustrating it is when, you, when you're building this jigsaw or you're building something out of Lego and there's a piece missing. It feels incomplete. The, the model isn't finished. It doesn't look how the designer has sent it. And I wonder how God looks down at all his pieces and sees a jigsaw that's not there. That's incomplete. And I want you to understand how much he wants us to come and take our place. To come and, and, and sit and stand in that puzzle. Because, because when, when you don't take your place, something's missing. There's something unique about you that is necessary to complete that picture. John, John 15 says, I didn't choose, or so you didn't choose me, I chose you. God chose you. You are handcrafted. Psalm 139 says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. You've been crafted by God's hands. Now, you might have bumpy bits. You might have pointy bits. You might have sticky out bits and curvy bits. You might have bits that just don't look like they'll fit anything, but, but you're handcrafted. You're handcrafted by a creator God to fit in his big picture. So, what we thought we'd do, we'd help some illustration. And um, who is good uh, to help you understand how we can discover our purpose? Who's really good at spatial awareness? Put your hand up. It's your, I am very spatially aware. Put your, put, put your husband's hand up if you think he's good at really spatial awareness and he's told you for years that, Mike, Mike, come here, come on. I mean, you get volunteered every week and uh, we, we, need, we just want to, we love making fun with you, Mike, all right? So come here, you're good at spatial awareness, are you, Mike? You, do, you never know. Have we got, I'd like to prove this point. Has anybody got a blindfold? We're going we're gonna to prove how good Mike is uh, at spatial awareness. Anybody got one? Scarf, that's fantastic. Bring it down. Carol, come on. We're going to wrap it around Mike's head. Is that right? Okay. Right, so I'm just going to need a little bit of things like that. Because if we're going to discover our purpose, we need to kind of really have a, an estimation of how we can do that. So this is... I'm going to explain what's going on so you've got a thing. So you need to, if you've got a spatial awareness, you need to be able to see this. This you crawl under, all right? So you're going to go through that in a minute, yeah. but you are going to be blindfolded. Yeah. So there's no secrets here. I've just raided the kids' um, cupboard downstairs. Oh, wrong way. All right. Are you, are you uh, sizing it all up, Mike? You will have to... You will have to get over the slide, slide down through there. You right so far? 
good. Well, I'll make it a bit easier. I was going to make it a bit more complex, but I don't want you to hinge you. <laughs> <laughs> right, come here then, Mike. Come stand here. Right, there's your course laid out before you, right? Okay, this is to illustrate a simple point, by the way. Everyone has got a purpose. Everybody's got a gift and a talent. And in ourselves, there's a natural skill that God has given us. The skill we're assessing is Mike's spatial awareness. Because we're going to do that. Have you got it? All right, hold your position. Visualize the obstacle course. Because I'm going to blindfold you and leave you to it. All you're going to hear is people laughing at you. Joe, I think you need to support him more in his dreams. <laughs> we got any entertaining music while Mike attempts that? Anything like that? Okay, Mike, yep. over to you. There we go. Mike's navigated the first thing. Have you noticed he's got risk awareness there using his hands first? This is quite a tricky section of that as he climbs the children's playground there. He's not been on the slide for quite a few years. Down he goes. Whoa, bring your kids to the kids. That's where he is. And the final thing there is he's got to crawl under that. Uh, Not bad. And let's give him a round of applause. Okay, Mike. Um, just take my hand a minute, just kind of make it easier so we don't do that. He didn't do bad, actually, did you? As far as special awareness, would you say he's got a gift in him? Yes. yes. Yeah, good. Okay, so that is quite good. Now we're going to prove it a little bit further forward, okay? Just kind of hold here. Right, what I want to do, I'm going to ask you to help this gift in him, because he's blindfolded. We're going to see if he can do it better with your help. So all of you, I want you to shout uh, destructions, but we're going to make it a bit more complicated, because I'm not going to position you in the same thing, all right? So just kind of... Okay, you can now help him, everyone, and we can play music. Over to you. <laughs> if he injures himself, it's on your head, guys, so you've got to help him. <laughs> There's not a lot of help. You're just trusting him down to his own thing now. Yeah, round of applause on this, Sonny Mike. Okay, I'm here, don't worry. So here's the thing. We have inherent skills within us that God has put us to do this. But there also are many voices in our world that sometimes are helpful. Some of you were being helpful. Sometimes they weren't helpful, were they, Mike? Sometimes they give us wrong advice. Who's ever told you that you're good at something and you realize after many years that you're actually not? And they've set yourself up for a fall. Has that ever happened? That's really painful. Actually, and you get all sorts of confusion inside when we miss our purpose, you know. And actually, sometimes we went silent. I'm telling you, there are silent times in our life when nobody's saying anything into our gift area. And we are lost because we don't really know how to fit. That's true of how we work out. This is the best plan. Uh, who did it? Let's say, uh, Simon, I thought you were really supportive on this. What I want you to do, I'm going to point you as a mentor to Mike, if that's all right. So just stand there. Simon, you can only use uh, directing by your voice, okay? You can't do any physical prompts, things like that, okay? Ready? Over to you. Let's go for that. See how Simon does as a mentor. <clears throat> Okay, uh, two steps, not flu. 
two. Right, there you go. No, you're good. Right, okay, so the mat's just in front of you. There you go. So over the mat. Now, careful. Right, reach a long way ahead. There you go. There's the floor. Right, got the slide. So climb up the slide. Golly, I can't do that. Well done. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> okay, right, easy. Right, the edge is just in front of your toes. There you go. Right. Now, the goal is about three feet ahead of you. So, yep, go for it. Just fall forward onto your hands. And it's just over your head now. There you go. Awesome work. Good. Well done. Fantastic, Mike. You can take the blindfold off now. How helpful was Simon in that? Very. And you understand, by the way, you don't have to go far to understand what we're trying to say. You know, if you really want to discover your purpose in life, there are people in our life who are there beside us to help us navigate through the journeys, through the challenges. And we believe in, as a church, as discipleship. You know, we believe in mentoring and someone coming alongside. You guys should be mentoring each other. Whenever somebody comes up, I'm going to help you discover what God has called you to be. This is a culture that we're growing in that. You know, and there's a time just to speak good words of life. The Bible is also a mentor for us. In this church, the Bible will mentor, and I advise you through, when we mentor, it's not just about a secular thing we're doing. We want to mentor you towards God's purposes and plans. So give a round of applause for Simon and for Mike and Gareth. Thank you. Um, that's a great example of what happens, you know, when we come together. Um, one jigsaw piece doesn't make a jigsaw, and, and I love that. Um, 1 Corinthians 12 in the message says that we entered into a large and integrated life. A large and integrated life. We are part of a bigger picture. This large integrated life. We are connected, joining together, working together. Every piece playing its part. Now, whatever you might think this morning before you came in, you are a piece. And secondly, you have a place. Um, Paul talks in, in, in uh, Romans, I think, about the, the uh, Corinthians, about the body, um, the, the church being this body. And we all know when one part suffers, every part suffers. And, and the different parts of our body, if they, they have to function properly or the whole thing suffers. But this is how he closes in 1 Corinthians 12. He says, I want you to think about how this makes you more significant, not less. A body isn't just a single part blown up into something huge. It's the different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. Arranged and functioning together. See, every, every piece has a place. Every piece has a place, but, it, but it's our job to find it. I've never once seen Naomi pick up a jigsaw piece and put it exactly in the right place straight away. It doesn't mean the piece doesn't fit. It doesn't mean the piece is useless. It doesn't mean it's in the wrong jigsaw. But she's got to work out where it goes. And, and some of us have, have felt in a church that we, we put ourselves in a place, we put ourselves in a position, but it doesn't feel right. And, and our hearts aren't in the right place. And, and our intentions are good, but it doesn't feel right. And we might walk away feeling like, like we don't fit. But I want to tell you this morning, you do fit. You just might be in the wrong place. Um, and, and part of the incredible journey God calls us into is to, to, to discover that purpose. It's, it's all part of the mystery. Um, I'm, you know, God says, I know the plans I have for you. And we need to, we to sometimes we, we take it on the other side of that, that God knows the plans he has for us. But the truth is, God knows the plan. Um, and, and we don't. We don't know the plans God has. And, and I've never been more convinced in the last eight weeks of my life that God knows the plans he's got for me. I have no idea. But God knows, and I trust in that. You know, this jigsaw has a lid with a picture of the finished 
picture. It has a picture of the finished image, but we don't get that with God. God knows the picture. We just have to trust that God knows. I know the plans I have for you. They are plans to prosper you, plans to give you a future and a hope. But there's a caveat attached to this, because verse 5 says this, you should build homes, the, the Israelites are in Babylon, build homes and plan to stay. Even though you're in exile, even though you're in a place you don't want to be, build homes and plan to stay. Plant gardens, eat the food, marry, have children, find spouses so that you may have many grandchildren. Don't dwindle away. Work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I have sent you. Pray for it because its welfare will determine your welfare. I know you feel in exile now. I know you don't feel like you fit, but stick with it. Build a home. Uh, flourish, plan to stay, work for where I've sent you because when this place flourishes, so will you. When this place grows, so will you. I know what I'm doing. I know you and I made you a piece of my great plan and I want you to take your place and when you take your place, I'll reveal the plan. But it doesn't happen instantly. It takes time and trial and error and it's a journey and and, and an adventure and we have to work to, to find out where we fit in the puzzle. So how do we do it? How practically do we find our place? Connect groups. You know, you could join yourself, uh, get yourself into a connect group, that group of people that get around you, that get to know you, that can speak into your life, that see the gifts that maybe you can't see, and people that encourage those gifts out of you. Serving on a team, it helps you Find your place. And, and you might say to me, you know, I served on the youth team. I hated it. I just drowned in a sea of teenage angst and eyeliner. <laughs> Brilliant. You served on the youth team and you discovered it's not your fit. That's great. Go somewhere else. Maybe you've got an ear for sound, or you've got a a gift of encouragement, or maybe you're good with finances, or or you're just brilliant at meeting new people, or you've got a passion for hospitality. Maybe you don't know yet. But keep trying different things. And every time you try, you learn more and more about where your place is. It's like a jigsaw. You put something in one place, and you think, oh, that fits, and then you start to put other things around it, and you realize it doesn't, and it has to go somewhere else. That's the way we work. We've got some... Um, gift analysis forms um, that you are more than welcome to take. They're at the back. Um, if you want to take one on your way out, or if you want to speak to me, we'll email one out, one out to you if you want. Um, these are great to just go through and, and work through and, and, and really just discover things about yourself. Um, I didn't realize, I took one of these probably about 10 years ago, and I had no idea I had a passion for administration. I thought I was just a bit sad. <laughs> but... But actually, administration and structure and strategy, that makes my, it makes me go. Um, and I didn't realize that till I did one of these. And it just came up as my top gift. That there's a passion for structure, a passion for strategy, a passion for administration. So do, if, you, if you haven't done one of these before, do grab one, go through it. You might find something about yourself you never knew. Um, and it's really, really good. And the odd things, I found the things I'm passionate about in, in my church life and in my, in my spiritual life are actually the things that I'm passionate about in the natural. The things that I'm passionate about in my natural walk, they've been the starting points for me to help me find my fit, that help me find calling in the life God's given me to live. Romans 12 says this, take your ordinary, everyday life, your sleeping, your eating, your going to work, your walking around life, 
and place it before God as an offering. You are a piece. You do have a place. And you're part of the big picture. What's the big picture? Helping people know God. Helping people find freedom. Helping people discover purpose. Helping people make a difference. The big picture is seeing lost people saved. The big picture is seeing saved people pastored. The big picture is seeing pastored people discipled. The big picture is seeing discipled people sent. And it all comes back to this, Ephesians 1. But I ask the God of our Master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. Know God. Your eyes focused and clear. Find him freedom. So that you can see exactly what he's calling you to do. That you discover your purpose. The Bible says, I know the plans that I have for you. They are plans to give you hope. They're plans to give you a future. There's one thing I know in all of this topic. We could do a gift analysis. We could assess who we are. We could ask other people. But I know this. Before you were thought of by your mum and dad, God had a plan for you. You have a destiny. Destined before you were even born. One of the greatest things you can realize is that point that God has called you. If he has called you, he has called you for a purpose. I found that when I connect with the Spirit of God, that is the one arena that brings out of me the best version of me. When I do what God is asking me to do, you get the best Aaron. You get the happiest Aaron. You get the most fulfilled Aaron. Because I found when I align myself with God's purposes, I feel free inside. Part of what I do in this role is feeling freedom because God has asked me to do it. So I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit to help you with something. Okay? I'm going to ask you firstly to close your eyes. And I'm going to create a space of prayer. Prayer is a moment where we talk back and forward with God. God knows your thoughts, by the way. Every thought you're having right now. God knows. You can communicate to God with your thoughts. When you're aware of that and start to be intentional with those thoughts, that's one act of prayer. So even a simple thought between you and God can be, God, would you just start to put in me that feeling of destiny right now? Now I know that there are significant things that happen in our life that tie to take us away from our destiny. Just drop the band down a little bit, just on some of us have volunteered for things in the past and been disappointed you may be sat there in a chair of disappointment thinking actually Aaron I've volunteered before and it just hasn't worked out often when we've tried we kind of go oh I'm not going to volunteer again because I don't want to be disappointed your chair where you're sat on right now in your stage of life might be I'm sat here because I'm disappointed might have been disillusioned you might have heard what I'm saying right now and you followed that but it hasn't worked out the way that you expected your chair where you're sat on right now in your life stage is disillusioned 
It might be detached. I'm not sure I've got the confidence. Do you really need me, Aaron? I mean, it looks like there's a lot of skilled people around you already doing stuff. You don't need me. That's a lie. We are the body of Christ. We have a gift. You might have put your hand up before and then somebody's looked down their nose at you just in a disapproving way. I kind of want to say this to you. If that's happened to any of you, I want to say that that is not God's plan for you. Whatever community that's been part of that's made you feel that way, I want to say sorry. I want to just pass on going, actually, God says, I want you to rise for all of those things. So if you're sat in any one of those chairs, I'm going to ask a very simple question. If you want to make a commitment of saying, God, okay, I want to step into my purpose in this season of my life. I want you to leave behind that chair and just stand up and leave behind what's holding you back. Your standing up is a disconnecting of anything that's pulling you back. It's just you and God. I will ask nothing else. If you want to stand and say, God, I'm ready to discover my purpose. Just stand to your feet now because I'm going to pray for you. God's speaking to you. It's only God will provide the answers. Your movement is an act of faith. Focus on God. This is about what's not going on in the room. It's just about you and God because God's going to do this. Something in you by His Spirit. Anybody else said, yeah. I'm leaving behind the chair of disappointment, disapprovement, detachment. Great. Guys, I want to honor you for your courage, for your confidence. There'll be parts of you feeling that's slightly nervous right now. What am I saying? Yes, I don't know. But you are just saying, God, I'm just... Just put your hands out before God. God loves those who stand up for Him. I pray your spirit of confidence on those people right now. I pray new faith would just rest on them as we pray. Lord, that they would step away from everything that's held them back and they would fly into the destiny that you've got. I pray that over the next few days and weeks, we as a community would watch that flight take shape we as a community would speak good words of life to those who have stood this morning and we would say we are right behind you even today Lord God that we would get behind them and say well done go on we're going to go on an adventure together I pray that you would build this church to be an adventurous church that does not sit down on the things of safety that hold us back but stands up and lives our life for Jesus I want everyone to stand if that's alright I want to tell you that serving God is one of the most fantastic adventures that you've ever been on. If you don't know Jesus, you've come in today going, there's something about what you're saying now and he's tugging at me. I don't know what to do. During this song, you can say, God, I want to connect with you. Whatever you've done, there's no block that Jesus cannot kick out of the way. Whatever addiction, whatever habit, you know, he just pushes it all away. Jesus came for freedom. We're going to sing this final song which talks about God and his greatness.